Welcome to On Areas, a podcast about Edgewood High School. I'm your host, Emma Gable. My guest tonight is Mary Richardson. Mary, how are you? I'm doing all right, Emma. That's good. I'm doing all right. So what are you here to talk about with us today? Today, I would really love to talk about mental health issues from the perspective of a mentally ill high school student. Oh, that's really interesting. So um, do you want to start by giving us some background about mental health? Yeah, I would love to. Um, A common saying is, well, something that I heard that really uh, changed my perspective on some issues is uh, one in four people have mental illnesses. Four in four people have mental health. So while not everyone can relate to having a mental illness or identifying as mentally ill, regardless of the extent of their struggles with mental health issues, Mm -hmm. they have mental health. Mental health is innate in being a human with Mm -hmm. a developed brain. Um, I guess the downside of having our brains developed further than a fruit fly is... Fruit flies probably don't have existential crises and wonder if they'll ever be good enough for their parents because their parents probably died. Mm -hmm. They don't live very long, fruit flies. Fruit flies have a very short lifespan, (laughs) very very little time for such big questions that Mm -hmm. we ask every day in the, gosh, I don't know what the average life expectancy is. I was... 80 years? 80, like... Reasonably, I'm going to be here for about 80 years. Mm -hmm. That is 80 years of questioning the Mm -hmm. meaning of my existence, worrying over things beyond my control, feeling this insurmountable uh, feeling of dread Mm -hmm. that just comes with having a brain. Mm -hmm. These are things that are as natural as twisting your ankle, stubbing your toe, having a cavity. These are things that just happen to the human brain, and yet they're not, they're, they're not given adequate attention. They're not mm. valued as serious. They are commonly trivialized. And I think that a lot of high schoolers are feeling that they're too young to say, well, I have a mental illness, mm-hmm. when they're just sort of experiencing depression or anxiety or um, symptoms of a personality disorder, anything. And also there's the fact that they aren't taken seriously. Yeah. However, it can be sort of empowering mm-hmm. to sort of confirm the existence of your mental illness by saying, yes, I am mentally ill and there is nothing wrong with that yeah. other than the fact that <laughs> you know, my brain doesn't function entirely on its own Mm -hmm. and i'm okay with that Mm -hmm. it's it's like the it's like you have to take that step of acceptance first before um fully processing what you've come to realize and that that step of recognition can be really really affirming and empowering for you yes and i'm not going to take insulin with every meal and not call myself a diabetic Mm mm-hmm yeah. I'm not going to take antidepressants and anti-anxiety medicines every day and not acknowledge my depression and anxiety as valid mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably emphasized that that both like mental illness is normal and that um, we're working to like break down the stigma 
uh, against mental illness. Yes. I'm a firm believer that mental illness and physical illness are, like, come one, come all. I don't know how to say it. Like, uh, birds of a feather? Yeah, they're they're similar. They're (laughs) similar. Physical illness is very similar to mental illness and yet is treated as much more serious, much more valid. Um, Whereas, like, I would never feel bad for missing school if I broke my leg. Mm -hmm. However, I feel awful when I miss school because I'm too depressed to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. And then that stigma only worsens the symptoms. When you're experiencing depression, you're already feeling like to put your problems on another person is to just burden them. You're already feeling like um, no one really cares about what you're going through. No one really um, is able to understand. And then if you are um, brave enough to come to someone and say something and get help, those thoughts, those intrusive thoughts are only confirmed Mm -hmm. too often they're confirmed by those who are perpetuating the stigma against mental health and Mm -hmm. mental illnesses totally totally what are what do you think are some ways that um maybe some of the listeners of this show might be able to if if someone in the listening to this is um starting to recognize uh mental illness or like maybe they just want to take better care of their mental health like you said everyone has mental health Mm -hmm. um what do you think might be some ways that they could go about doing that um well i think communication is a big thing whether and communication can occur in very different ways Mm -hmm. um for instance i'm a very introverted person so i don't like to go out and talk about my mental health with absolutely everyone I very few people I'm comfortable speaking to. I'm, I'm uncomfortable speaking about my mental health to my therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found other ways to communicate. I write so much. I write about my mental health all the time. Um, poetry, fiction, journaling, um, absolutely anything. Honestly, taking notes on a textbook passage is cathartic to me and learning about mental illnesses and psychology as science that's comforting to me um any way that you can reach outside of yourself outside of because because mental illness is within your brain Mm -hmm. anything that you can do to reach outside of your own mind is going to bring health into it I mean okay that's a blanket statement Mm -hmm. but things that you can do to reach outside of your own personal bubble um, outside of your comfort zone occasionally Mm -hmm. within reason are likely to be the things that are going to bring you a better state of mind a healthier state of mind Mm -hmm. also um, not just about supporting your own mental health but that of others Mm -hmm. Um, There's been a lot of attention in the news recently to checking on your friends because Mm -hmm. of Mac Miller's recent overdose, Mm -hmm. Demi Lovato's overdose, all of these things. Um, 
And yes, checking on your friends is great, but it's the way you check on your friends. Mm -hmm. Don't just say like, I'm here for you. Like actually be there for them and, Mm -hmm. and treat them as more than just a problem. When nothing bothers me more than when I try talking to someone about something Mm -hmm. and they just say, wow, that's rough. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thanks. I knew that. Mm -hmm. I didn't need you to tell me that. Remind them of how much you appreciate them. I think that's the most important thing you can do in anything. Always make sure someone knows how much you appreciate them, how grateful you are that they are there. Um, make people feel needed. That's that's just a big thing. And And beyond that, also, because I feel like a lot of mental health tends to focus on like self-image and depression um if your friend is experiencing anxiety just reassure them that you know they are constant and you are constant you're not going anywhere they aren't going anywhere help them get through 10 seconds at a time you know that's all and just accommodate whatever they need in order to feel better Thank you for this really good like overview of like um, mental health stuff. Um, so you kind of mentioned this earlier, and I kind of want to come back to this. Um, uh, mental health in an academic setting. Yes. Um, what are some frequent issues people have, both on a personal like level, um, as well as like what are some issues with the educational system in, in general with its treatment of mental health, and what do you think are some ways that we could do to remedy both types of issues? All right, it's... Funny anecdote time. <laughs> I love funny depression anecdotes. <laughs> um, my first day back from school after my first hospitalization, I went to uh, visit a teacher that I had missed. And I told her I had been in the hospital, and she said, I hope it wasn't a psych ward's day. Mm. And it was. Um, so that was an interesting experience. Yeah. And then I had to sit in class with that person, with that teacher, um, for the next six months or so, and I was never really comfortable around them again. So, just the fact that no one... No one really expects it, Mm -hmm. you know? It's always treated as kind of absurd yeah it's a punchline it is it is and there there have been positive experiences in my in my high school career Mm -hmm. of you know going to teachers and saying i'm really struggling with my mental health right now i cannot do this project i i could not pay attention in this class and i don't understand what we're talking about now um things like that Mm -hmm. and but I feel that like as someone with a mental illness I just want to be I want to be treated casually yeah you know yeah I don't want every interaction to have to be reported to the guidance counselors for a formal evaluation. Mm-hmm. I don't want my everyday thoughts to be 
cause for hospitalization. Mm -hmm. Like, this is kind of the way I live. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, I'm okay with it. Um, That's to an extent. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, when things are worse, I seek treatment. When things are better, I take care of myself. Mm -hmm. But just to not be treated as an oddity in mm-hmm. the school. Yeah. Especially when I know very well that I'm not the only person in this school feeling the way that I do and experiencing what I do. Mm-hmm. It can also be frustrating to... I think that experiencing mental health issues gives you a very introspective, um, psychoanalytical lens mm-hmm. on the world. Mm-hmm. When I look at a kid who's acting out in class and always needs the attention on them and and can never pay attention and is always distracting the class. It can be so frustrating for me to watch a teacher get upset with them and always be yelling at them when I see a kid who really needs help Mm -hmm. and who probably could use help from mental health professionals but does not have those resources. I think that some teachers are exclusively trained in teaching able-minded mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. they aren't very accommodative to they aren't very accommodating mm-hmm. <laughs> to um, students with learning disabilities yeah. students with mental illnesses anything that's not the conventional student, the conventional hypothetical student that they were trained for in mm-hmm. college, yeah. they aren't prepared for. Mm-hmm. So, the, so then, like, I guess the the solution to that is mostly in terms of like policy and. Yes, um, I think that just training people who work in a, anyone who works in a school to be fit to um, like obviously not every school employee is going to be a mental health professional. But for them to be at least comfortable um, addressing mental health issues in Mm -hmm. their students and um, acknowledging when a student needs help, that would make the world's difference. The problem with policy is that it can be so formal Mm. It's almost restricting. Yeah. It's almost more restricting. So policy can be... Policy regarding mental health in school can be so frustrating because sometimes I want to go to a teacher that I'm comfortable with and I want to talk only about the things I'm comfortable talking about. Mm-hmm. And then they are legally required to disclose that to the guidance department. Yeah. And then I have to talk to someone who I'm not comfortable with mm-hmm. about things I'm not comfortable speaking about. Yeah. And if you are someone who has been hospi- hospitalized um, against your will, it is terrifying. The prospect that you're going back to that miserable place mm-hmm. that you have such awful memories of, while it Sure, it can be very helpful. It's not a pleasant place to be. And it's scary to talk to people when all you're worried about is where is this conversation going to land me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So, um, so then you, to my knowledge, are working on a project that might provide a solution to this sort of like issue of formality regarding the addressing of mental health among students. Uh, would you like to talk about that? I would love to. Yes, um, my senior project is to create a sort of club that would be just a comfortable environment for students to talk openly about their mental health. Mm -hmm. And in theory, it was going to be um, myself, run by myself and my best friend, Ave Bonwit, mm -hmm. um, supervised by our lovely psychology teacher, Mrs. Mitchell. And we were going to have tea and donuts on Wednesdays and students would come and we'd just talk mm -hmm. and maybe do some like uh, common uh, therapy techniques or like introduce new coping skills to people stuff like that mm -hmm. and there has been a surprising amount of difficulty implementing that image mm -hmm. um, everyone says it's a touchy subject mm -hmm. mental health is a touchy subject things could go wrong mm -hmm. and because of that it's um, we have to have formally typed up rules of what can and can't be discussed we have to have um, documentation of who is present at every meeting every day um we have to have a mental health professional present at every meeting. We just have to have all these regulations to conform to the school's policy regarding mental health. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it defeats the purpose. Mm -hmm. The more non-peers are there and the more of a tense environment we create, mm -hmm the less progress is going to be made. Yeah, like you were saying, it returns to the original, the original problem of um, this excess formality and bureaucracy around the addressing of mental health. Exactly. They're implementing that onto what was going to be my loophole for it. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you don't want to go down to guidance and get them to call your parents and tell them you need to see a therapist. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just want to vent. Yeah. And... I think that students in today's high schools absolutely need that. And mm -hmm. there are so many there are so many negative alternatives mm -hmm. that if I could that my goal was just to provide a safe space mm -hmm. for these kids and myself, to be honest, myself and my friends and my peers and everyone. But the more and more involved that the school gets, the less safe it feels. Mm -hmm. Which is ironic, considering I guess that's their idea behind doing it. Exactly, exactly. What are your plans for the future, then, regarding that project? So I'm really, really hoping to get that project moving um, within this first quarter of the year. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of paperwork and a lot of meetings and a lot of conversations that need to be had, but it's so worth it. Mm -hmm. And 
hopefully um, we can work up to like I have a lot of goals intertwined that are um, but having this sort of club mm-hmm. or group is essential to beginning on those sub goals yeah so I'd love to do um, a clothing and supply and clothing and hygiene drive mm. for the hospital that I stayed at um, as well as a book drive because mm. while I was there um, I was on the the like holding unit where mm. you wait before um, a room on the permanent or not permanent but mm-hmm. the actual adolescent female unit or wherever you're saying is available you stay on a holding unit and I was there for three days mm. and there was one book on the unit mm. and it was the book of pharaohs it was like a dictionary of <laughs> pharaohs of ancient Egypt mm-hmm. and as someone who really who, who really loves to read and reads as a coping mechanism mm-hmm. that was just dreadful mm. so I want to do a, a book drive I want to um, raise money mm-hmm. for uh, research in mental illness and mental health psychology psychiatry um, those are the three main ones mm-hmm. and also um, out of the darkness walks are yeah. um, something that I've been participating in for a couple years now and if I can like raise the popularity Mm -hmm. of participating if I can get some people into um, volunteering for suicide prevention association something like that Mm -hmm. the 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 national um, suicide prevention network suicide prevention network things like that Um, anything like that really Mm -hmm. the more people um, contribute in the community Mm -hmm. the more Normalized, it becomes in the community, yeah. and that seems to be like the whole theme of um, what we've talked about. And like your work in general is breaking down the stigma and then working uh, towards um, helping mental health for everyone. Yes, and just general goals are, of course, to stimulate conversations in the community mm-hmm. about mental health, um, encourage people to seek help for their mental health issues, create a more create a safer environment for those who struggle with mental health issues and those who are mentally ill. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. I know you're working so hard on it. Thank you for joining me. Um, Thank you. I had a lovely time. Yeah. Do you have anywhere on, like, social media or anywhere that people can find you or if they want to? Sure. I announce a lot of my community involvements and, like, my mental health projects on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, my handle is Mary with two R's and two Y's, M A R R Y Y dot Richardson, R I C H A R D S O N. Also, my Twitter at Mary the Kid, M A R R Y the Kid. Got it. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. On Aries is produced for the International Baccalaureate Program at Edgewood High School. Our cover art is by Hunter Sugg. You can find her on Instagram at Sugg underscore art. That's S-U-G-G underscore art. 
Our music is by Mark Johnson. This is, I am, we are, Edgewood.